0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. I'm your host, Julie Sabatino, and I am very, very excited to have a special guest here with me today. Jenna Jaffe is a lawyer for entrepreneurs, a virtual fitness coach, a member and advocate of the LGBT community, and most importantly to me, my cousin and she and i grew up very much like sisters our moms are sisters and we're both only children and girls obviously and so it's really fun to have you on today jenna thank you for being here Yay! thanks for having me it's so fun who would have thought that we would be sitting here today (laughs) never i know exactly (laughs) But you know, in honor of Pride Month, I thought that it was a really appropriate time and a very important topic to talk about your journey and your process. And I think that it can help a lot of women. And I know that it's something you feel really strongly about. So I'm glad to get all this information out to the listeners.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you. Of course, of course.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your background in history before we dive into all of the wedding things.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we are cousins. So I've known you forever. <laughs> Literally since you were born, the day you were born. Literally. So I was a gymnast my whole life and did that in college. And I did theater and then decided to go to law school, you know, kind of randomly. Of course. I that's worked. a
0: perfect connection, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the straight trajectory, no pun intended, wasn't really my path. So I went to law school and then I worked in a corporate firm in New York City. I was miserable. And then I met Jordana, my now wife, who was an entrepreneur. And she said, why don't you start your own business? And I thought she was crazy. And you were like the only entrepreneur I knew. (laughs) And I still was like, I don't know. I didn't know that world. Yeah. And, you know, my parents were working class. So I thought you just worked until you could retire. But I quit. (laughs) And I started my own law practice five and a half years ago now, which is crazy. Yeah and have been working from home. And I help other online entrepreneurs protect their business with legal contracts. And then a year ago, I added on uh, virtual fitness coaching, you know, as I said, I was a gymnast. So fitness has always been such a big part of my life. And, you know, after having a baby, it was really hard for me to get to the gym and, you know, take care of myself. And my mental health slipped, I had postpartum anxiety and depression and, you know, just being able to work out at home saved me. And so now that's kind of why I work and help other women who are kind of going through the struggles. But we also work with a lot of women who are, you know, prepping for their wedding and to get healthier and just also working together with women to help them feel better in their body and their mind.
0: I mean, it really is a very important part. And I think something that women in any situation in any stage of their life need help with, but particularly around a wedding. But I think that, you know, your journey has been inspirational to watch, because I think that, you know, the dedication and drive and commitment that you've always shown every single thing that you have done has been inspirational and something that, You know, you're just incredibly, incredibly hardworking and you've put your heart and soul into everything you've done. And this is no different. I mean, it really, you are committed.
1: Mm, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Always been a crazy type A.
0: I guess that runs in the family. But let's talk a little bit about the wedding. Now, what year were you married?
1: 2015? It's going to be five years this year.
0: You broke out for a second there, Jenna.
1: Yep. What? 2014. Oh my so god! Five years this year.
0: Oh my god! Congratulations! I can't believe it's been that long. I, I know. <laughs> um,
1: now I, I said five-year anniversary is diamonds, right? <laughs> uh,
0: absolutely. Forget paper or whatever it is. It is diamonds, and I'm sticking with that.
1: My <laughs> mom actually told me it's for um, four, three, two, and one. Also, so.
0: <laughs> oh my god! That's so funny. Um, so. Tell me a little or the listeners because I know, like a little bit about your the journey that you guys went through with the wedding and you know, I guess just in reflecting back on it so that people can understand your story and how the whole thing unfolded for you.
1: So it's a funny <laughs> story. So we have two brides and we originally so we're we're more kind of low key people. Not into partying I didn't need this massive celebration, wedding, fairy tale, whatever. Like I was just like, I want the people that I love in my life to be there. So originally, oh, and we decided we were paying for it because we didn't want anyone else's input. <laughs> so we were like, that's it. So we were like, okay, let's keep it small and intimate. So we were like, okay, let's just invite, you know, like immediate family. And then as we're making the list, you know, it gets bigger and bigger. But we were like, let's just wear white cotton maxi dresses and flip flops and get married on the roof of our buildings. We were in a high rise in New York City at the time. And there's a beautiful space up there. The problem was, is that you couldn't rent a tent because they wouldn't let you put a tent on the roof just for liability reasons. So we're like, all right, scratch that. Let's just find a little restaurant and have a party. But as I said, as the list kept growing and growing, <laughs> because Jordana had more immediate family members, I was like, wait, I want more people to be there. We were mm-hmm. like, OK, fine. Let's expand the list and let's wear bridesmaids dresses instead. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we're like, we don't need to go all out. So we went to a couple of places. I don't even know that had bridesmaids dresses that you told us about. And Jordana found something that was beautiful, but I couldn't find Anything. I didn't like any
0: of it. I'm laughing. I'm like totally chuckling behind (laughs) (laughs) sitting at my microphone. Okay. And
1: also, like, certain colors, I'm very pale, very, you know, the Irish really comes out of me. And so, like, these colors just weren't looking good. And I'm like, ugh, you know. So I call you up, (laughs) like, Jules, help me out here. (sighs) So you take me. You know, we're planning this casual, low-key wedding. Mm-hmm. And where does Julie take me to Amsale? <laughs> it,
0: so it was to get ideas. It was only to get ideas.
1: We had the idea of getting ideas and then having a custom dress made. Right. Because we were like, oh, maybe we'll just do that, right? So we go and they were having a trunk show. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I fell in love with the dress. <laughs> that oh, I'll never forget literally it. <laughs> changed the entire theme of our wedding. Yeah. It went from chill, low key, to I'm wearing this crazy expensive dress to now Jordana needs to get a dress because she was originally going to wear a bridesmaid's dress. And she's like, I can't wear a bridesmaid's dress if you're wearing this gown. Yeah, that changed literally everything. Yep. (laughs) So I was like, I I need this. I was like, I need this dress. You know, when you put the one on, you can't not have it.
0: (laughs) I know. And your mom was all in you. She's like, yes, we need to get this dress. It's beautiful.
1: Right. Exactly. She wasn't there. So we were FaceTiming her and, you know, and just, you know, and, you know, Jordana is, thank God she is who she is, very amenable and (laughs) wanted to make me happy because she didn't care. You know, she's very laid back. And for her, she would have been great in a little maxi dress, but saw how happy this dress made me. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, then literally changed the entire wedding. Yep. Well, I always say that the dress is the
0: jumping off point for the wedding. So, this is a perfect example <laughs> of that. It literally is. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. Now, tell me about when you guys were considering from the concept stage that, you know, did you always know that you both wanted to wear dresses because I think this is something that when two women get married, they struggle with or not exactly sure what they should do how they should coordinate should one wear a suit should one wear dresses like how did you guys like kind of navigate that whole process
1: yeah look we're both femme women right so we're girly we like dresses and you know so Jordana always knew that she wanted to wear a dress and I always knew that I wanted to wear a dress so that is what it was you know we were like okay we're both gonna wear dresses, so let's coordinate them Yep. So we saw each other's dresses. We went shopping together. We do everything together. So <laughs> we went shopping together and obviously found my dress first <laughs> and based hers off that. So we actually Jordana's bottom of her dress was like very similar to mine. Mine was a pink blush. Hers was white, but it was like a similar style. Yep. So they kind of they coordinated a bit. So That's kind of, you know, for us, I think that, look, I think with a lot of lesbian couples, it's, you know, sometimes one is like, I don't wear dresses, you Mm -hmm. know, like they're just super anti dress because they're not girly, you know, maybe they are a little bit more masculine and, you know, just identified that way more. Yep. And so for us, we just knew that we both wanted to be in dresses. But I've seen couples where one is in a suit and one is in a dress. I've seen where both are in suits. It's just whatever makes you feel the most comfortable and whatever you identify with, the most.
0: That's true. And did you feel like you had good examples out there of people to look at and things to model it off of? Or were you really just guided by what you knew was right for you?
1: Just what was right for me. I'm not one to like really look at other people as much, you know, I have people who are inspirational and people I look up to. But for anything that is really something that I think is very personal, you know, like wedding our wedding dress, I just with what I wanted and what I felt and what I, you know, would feel comfortable in and like what felt like me.
0: Right. And would you, I guess that's a great tip for other brides out there that are considering how to navigate it is just really considering what's right for you and how to be true to yourself in the most authentic way, which can be sometimes the hardest because I think that there are a lot of family pressures around this as well which you didn't have as much because the attire Mm -hmm. wasn't as big of a deal but I have worked with some lesbian brides who really choose a dress to make their family or an outfit or whatever it is to make their family happy and as comfortable as they possibly Mm. can
1: it's it's so sad right like this is supposed to be your day it's your couple, it's the day for you two to celebrate your love, and it shouldn't be about other people and and it's become that way. Yeah, and I hate that. And you know, I have girls who I have people you know who message me all the time on Instagram just because I am big in the LGBT community and you know, kind of ask me opinions on family and coming out and all of that. And I say to them, like this is about you. You know, at the end of the day, you come home to you and your person, and that's what it's about. It's about your own happiness. It's not their life. It's right. not their marriage, it's not their wedding. But I do understand and respect that you do want to keep the peace. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if a parent is paying, right? they then feel like they have more of a say.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: which is hard. Again, yeah, we paid for it. And so we were like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, that is what it is. I mean, of course, there were, you know, still things that came up of, you know, you need to invite this person and this person and you know but we gave family we said you have this many people to invite and that's it <laughs> yeah
0: right exactly and i think that that's something that every bride and groom every wedding really has a struggle with and but i think that it is complicated when you're dealing with a lot of different emotions that people aren't always well versed but you guys were really yeah, lucky
1: we were. And like, look, when you are having a same sex wedding, there's already opinions sometimes. And, you know, I've, I have, you know, friends I know whose family didn't come because they didn't approve of it or they didn't support it. And it's awful. And it can be another added layer of pressure and sadness. And yeah, but again, like I said, I think that at the end of the day, You need to be true to you and true to your heart and you're not going home to them anymore. Your parents, you know, you're coming home to you and your family and your chosen family. And I think that's the most important.
0: Now, have you seen that idea and the concept and the way people are dealing with changing? Do you feel like there's a shift in acceptance and I don't know, I guess just what couples today are facing versus even five years ago when you were going through it?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely much more accepting in parts of the country and in parts of the world. I think you're still going to find, you know, definitely certain areas where it's unfortunately never going to be accepted. But I think that a lot of my generation and like our generation like are raising their children to be more open minded. And I think it's also because people are more visible and people are coming out more and they're not hiding in the closet like they were. Right. especially, you know, 20 years ago, yep. so that it is more commonplace today. And we're lucky to live in an area that's, you know, that is accepting and open. And, you know, we're not the only gay couple in our neighborhood. Yeah. You know, we would never live somewhere that wasn't open and accepting, especially because we have a son and we want to have more children and we don't want them to be raised in an area where they're ever discriminated against or aren't exposed to diversity.
0: No, it's true. I mean, one of the things I think is so amazing about living in New York City is that my kids have friends with all sorts of mixed families and unique situations. And I love that it's the norm. Like they don't even realize that it's something Mm -hmm. that's different. You know, we have my one of Teddy's best friends is Adopted, he has two dads, and he and his sisters are a different race than the dads. And then we have mm. one of Annie's friends has two moms, and you know it's really this like yeah. amazing community that I love. I love that they're exposed to that, yeah. and it's just normal to them. Like we don't, even, it's not even right. a thing. And you know, right. as you were talking before, I think it's actually kind of incredible, like what a liberal and accepting family we grew up in because we had mm-hmm. a gay uncle. And since yep. we were little, we knew that and it was never, ever an issue. Everyone just loved him and it was him. And for us, it was just normal. But I guess, yeah. you know, that was pretty exceptional looking back at it.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, in the 80s and, you know, 90s and stuff. Just But yeah, look, I think that when you grow up in a family like, like where somebody is out mm-hmm. and proud and partnered, you know, that that you do grow up differently. But yeah, if, looking back, like if we didn't have... Uncle, I mean, I don't. I mean, we still have a pretty open and loving and accepting family to begin with. But yeah. you know, if you're not exposed to that, then that's not the norm for you. I know that when Jordana and I told our nieces, on, so on her side that we were getting married, the one was like, "But there's no boy," um, and it's not because they were judgmental. It's just that they don't know anyone <laughs> in their right. community who is gay. Right. And I mean, right. totally cool now. But like, she just didn't know. But for her, all of her friends have mom and dads. Yep. And so that's, she's like, wait, but no, you can't. There's a boy. And so then, you know, my sister-in-law explained to her, some people have two moms, some people have two dads, some have one, some, you know what I mean? So that, yeah. but I love that that's kind of becoming more normal that we're now explaining it to the younger generations that just because your family looks this way, doesn't mean that every family looks the same.
0: Exactly. And it's about the love. You know? I mean, it really is.
1: And that's, what it's all about. That's the crux of a wedding. It is, (laughs) you know, like, in maintaining that. And
0: yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, I had done an episode in January with a client of mine who's called the freckled foodie, and she's awesome. And she talks a lot about nutrition. And it started out because she had her own dietary problems. But now she has a blog and a podcast of her own. And we did an episode on ditch the wedding diet. And it was actually one of the most popular episodes I did of all time. And I think it resonates with people. So tell me a little bit about how you help brides not get them crazy, but get them smart and strong.
1: Yeah. Look, I don't work out to lose weight. I work out for my mental health, right? I have, you know, I'm a mom of a two-year-old and I have my own, I run two businesses and just life is stressful in general, right? So for me taking that time to work on my mental health and just have that time for me to just like sweat out the crazy, you know, is so important. And planning a wedding is stressful, you know, like you've got family dynamics, you've got, you know, who's paying for, where's it going to be? Who do we invite? Who do we sit together? You know, there's just so much that goes into it. You think, you know, when you're a little girl planning your wedding, you're like, Oh my God, this is gonna be so fun. It's a fairy tale. Like, no, it's really stressful. (laughs) So if you can have an outlet Where you can just you know get it all out, take time for you, no other life stresses, and just focus on you know taking that time where you can get the endorphins going and feeling better. You know, like I said, I don't work out to lose weight; I work out to feel good. When I hit play on that workout, I don't always want to work out, but I tell you that like a few minutes in. Anything that I was worried about is just gone because I'm not focused on it. Even if it's for 20 minutes that I'm not focused on, you know, the stresses in my life, it helps so much in in everything that I do. I come back and I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm a better business owner. And so for brides, you know, you're consumed with your wedding. And it's exciting, but it's also stressful. So if you can take a little bit of time from your day – To work on your own health and sanity, you know, I think it's something that, I mean, everybody should really take time for because I've just seen such incredible results in my own life and how I feel and my clients and how their life has completely changed, you know, that a lot of times you don't want to add something onto your plate. You're like, oh my God, I'm so stressed already. Why would I want to take one more thing on? But taking 10, 15, 20 minutes even to yourself to... Give yourself more energy, give yourself the endorphins, make yourself happier. You know, so much positive comes from it that you have more energy and you can handle the stresses better. You know, if you got a crazy mother-in-law calling you asking you questions about, oh, well, where is, you know, Aunt Betty going to sit You're, You know, you can answer a little more calmly.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I think that that's amazing. But actually, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, my God, you're talking to me. This is what I need to do. Oh, God, I might have to have you put me on your program. I think, oh God, it's such good advice and it's such, it's a great insight to share with people. And before we wrap up, I would just love to hear a little bit about what pride means to you and do you guys do anything special? Oh, and actually, I know that you were in Old Navy's ad campaign, you and (laughs) Parker and Jordana. So I would love to hear about that too. So tell us, tell me a little bit about what all of this means.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, Pride Month is so big for our community because, It's the time where we can really just educate people and celebrate who we are. And, you know, there are so many parades and parties and celebrations. And just to see the outpouring of love and support from your own local community is insane. Like we live in the suburbs now, right? So, you know, it's not where we live is pretty straight, (laughs) but we live a town over from like a really gay town. So when we went to Pride a few weeks ago, there was a local Pride There were hundreds, if not thousands of people of all ages, like there were like teenagers and parents who like had like ally shirts and like my son is gay shirts. And it's just amazing to see the love that they're and just like the love and acceptance and openness of a community. And then just to see all these other people celebrating who they are and to see young kids, you know, not being afraid to come out. So for us in this community, it's great. It's huge. It's wonderful. It's amazing to just see the love and support. And for the people who are struggling, you know, this is a time where I get a lot of messages from young girls that they're scared to come out or that they're going to come out or that they just, they have, but it hasn't gone well. It's a chance for them to see so many other people out and proud and married and having children Yeah, because so many people think that, well, I really want to be a mom. And like, you still can be a mom. Yep. <laughs> so it's great, I think, for the younger community, especially, and those who are, you know, still really struggling to see, you know, all of that. That's um, amazing. And then it's incredible. And, you know, it's hard coming out, you know, I get it. We've all been there, you know, so I love that. And then you know, as you mentioned, you know, we did a photo shoot with Old Navy yes. and part of their pride campaign, they wanted to represent a real lesbian family and not just use models. And, you know, we were able to do a photo shoot with them out in California, which was really cool and really fun and just incredible that they chose to use a real family and not models to celebrate pride go Old Navy. It makes me want to shop. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. Awesome. I know. And I know. i pictures shopping there are even
1: so more. Yeah.
0: I mean, I just love that. I just think that that is so fantastic. First of all, I love it when people use real models in general. But of course, around this, it's something so incredibly cool and innovative and, you know, just yeah, awesome. Fun. <laughs> That's so cool. And the pictures yeah. are awesome. So we'll have to post some of them when this episode goes live. And I don't know anything else. Did I miss anything that you want to say? Oh, we should tell people how to find you on Instagram because you have an awesome Instagram and you go through all of your fitness stuff and your marriage and your challenges with infertility and all of these things. You're incredibly open on Instagram. And I think that helps a lot of people. So where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so at Jenna Jaffe, G-E-N-A, J-A-F-F-E. Yes, I'm very open about all the things and uh, depression the fertility stuff. You know, we've been trying to have another baby and it's hard. And, you know, as a lesbian couple, you have to go through fertility treatments. And it's a lot mentally, financially, physically, just all the hormones and stuff like that. So I've been really openly sharing my journey the past few months. And then I talk a lot about mental health. Stuff and like why I work out.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And I encourage all of you guys to go check it out because it really is, it's inspirational and it's honest and it's real. And I'm so proud of you for doing all of that. It's really great. Thank you. Well, thanks for being with us today. And for all of you out there, please write in to both Jenna and I, my Instagram handle is the stylish bride with any questions that you have. And we would love to hear from you feedback, comments, questions, anything that comes to mind and wherever you get your podcasts from, if you can leave a little review and don't forget to subscribe, that would be amazing so that other people can find this podcast and tune in next week so that you don't miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled and down the aisle. Bye for now.